Good morning. Uh, this is Nick again, and we are in the Bible for Breakfast podcast as we are reading through God's Word. Um, we are in Hebrews chapter 13 today, and as always, I'm in the World English Bible Standard Version, which is great, and I, it's, it's speaking to me in ways that um, it's really helping to uh, have the Word of God come alive. So I do highly encourage, if you haven't, um, or if you've read the Bible often, um, what I would recommend, or if you know these stories, I'd recommend switching to a different version. One that you've probably never even heard of, but one that's going to help you to be able to see these words in a different way than you ever have before. But let's get started. We are in Hebrews chapter 13. Let brotherly love continue. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers, for in doing so, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those who are in bonds, as bound with them, and those who are ill-treated, since you are also in the body. Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the bed be undefiled, but God will judge the sexually immoral and the adulterers. Be free from the love of money, Content with such things as you have, for he has said, I will in no way leave you, neither will I in any way forsake you. So that with good courage we say, The Lord is my helper, I will not fear. What can man do to me? Remember your leaders, men who spoke to you the word of God, and considering the results of their content, imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Don't be carried away by various and strange teachings, for it is good that the heart be established by grace, not by foods, through which those who were so occupied were not benefited. We have an altar from which those who serve the holy tabernacle have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy place by the high priest as an offering for the sin are burned outside of the camp. Therefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people through his own blood, suffered outside the gate. Let's therefore go out to him outside of the camp, bearing his reproach. For we don't have here an enduring city, but we seek that which is to come. Through him, then, let's offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, continually, that is, the fruit of the lips which proclaim allegiance to his name. But don't forget to be doing good and sharing with such sacrifices God is well pleased. Verse 16. But don't forget to be doing good and sharing, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they watch on behalf of your souls as those who will give account that they may do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be unprofitable for you. Pray for us. For we are persuaded that we have a good conscience, desiring to live honorably in all things. I strongly urge you to do this, that I may be restored to you sooner. Now, the God of peace who brought, verse 20, Now, may the God of peace who brought again from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep with the blood of an eternal covenant, our Lord Jesus, make you complete and every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, 
through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. But I exhort you, brothers, endure the word of exhortation. For I have written to you in a few words, and know that our brother Timothy has been freed with whom, if he comes shortly, I will see you. Greet all of your leaders and all the saints. The Italians greet you. Grace be with you all. Amen. So, as we're looking in Hebrew, Hebrews, um, this is the last chapter of that book. And it just Paul is just wrapping this up very nicely as he's writing this on here. He's just saying, hey, don't forget to show hospitality to the people, you know, because you may understand angels. But even if you haven't, that those who are slaves, those who have been mistreated, um, are also part of the body. And that let marriage, let, let that be judged between them and God with what that is, and let God judge the sexual immorality. And so a lot of times, even in our own day and age, we are too busy trying to judge what is sin and what is not sin. And the biggest thing is our job is to make sure that we don't fall into sin and that we don't encourage sin but our job to judge or condemn them for their sin is not our job. That's God's job. Our job is to be there lovingly. And if they have questions or if they want, or if they're feeling convicted and they come to us, then we can help steer them in the right direction. But our job is not to condemn them or say they cannot be in God's presence because of their sin. Only God can do that. Our job is to encourage them to always maintain themselves in God's presence even or especially when we don't think that they are where they should be. So that's the end of Hebrews. And with that, um, I actually just want to just keep going forward. I want to go and read the book of James. Uh, James is the brother of Jesus, um, who is commonly known as the writer for this. And um, he also talks about faith, which is really funny. So Hebrews talks about faith and talks about believing. And in fact, the, the faith that Hebrews talks about is one that's very in, internal. It's one of just what you believe. And when you can have it in your mind and you can have it in your heart, and when you can fully believe and understand and know the, the, the vastness of, of God and what it is, and you start to mentally change your mind around this thing called faith to where you firmly do believe that 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 you believe because you see evidence of things that have that are happening that you see it everywhere you go it's kind of like when you buy a car and then you start seeing all of that car everywhere you are that's the type of faith he's talking about that faith is very internal it's very much about what you see but james talks about faith too and his faith is less about what you see he's talking about what you do so Let's dive into James chapter 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are the dispersion, greetings. To the twelve tribes which are in the dispersion, greetings. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you fall into various temptations, knowing that the tempting, that the testing of your faith, 
produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect work that you may be complete and perfect, lacking in nothing. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives it to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, without doubting, for he who doubts is like the wave of a sea driven by the wind and tossed. For that man shouldn't think that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let the brother in humble circumstances glory in his position, and the rich in that he is made humble, because like the flower in the grass he will pass away. For the sun arises with a scorching wind and withers the grass, and the flowers in it, and the flower in it falls, and the beauty of its appearance perishes. So the rich man will also fade away in his pursuits. Blessed is a person who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord promised to those who love him. And let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God can't be tempted by evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own lust and enticed. Then the lust, when it has conceived, bears sin. The sin, when it is full grown, produces death. Don't be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of lights, with whom can be no variation nor turning shadow. Of his own will he gave birth to us by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. So then, beloved brothers, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man doesn't produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, putting away all filthiness and overflowing of wickedness, receive with humility the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not only hearers, deluding your own selves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man looking at his natural face in a mirror. For he sees himself and goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of freedom and continues, not being a hearer who forgets but a doer of the work, this man will be blessed in what he does. For if anyone among you thinks himself to be religious while he doesn't bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart. Let me read that again, verse 26. If anyone among you thinks himself to be religious, while he doesn't bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this man's religion is worthless. Pure religion and undefiled before our God and Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained by the world. So. Even in this first chapter, James is coming out saying, you know, you want to say you have all this faith, you want to say you believe, but if you hear God's word and don't do it, then you are you're deceiving yourself in what you're doing. And how many times do we do we believe that? Do we hear that? And that's 
that's a very Hebraic thing to think about. Um, so in the ancient Hebrews and their thoughts, what you believed came out in your actions. So you couldn't say, I believe this and then not act. Um, in the Greek ide ideology, um, moving into this whole big thing about philosophy, a lot of things is that, you know, you can believe something and still act not according to that belief. You can think it's true. You can even know that's supposed to be true, but then not act that way. Kind of have that division between your spirit, your soul, and your physical body, or your spirit and your soul. And he's saying that if you truly believed it, you would be aligned. So how many of you, which one of you, what is the thing that you are not aligned with? I was just reading about this. I was just thinking about this today, about the decision that I need to make for uh, something that, that God has put on my heart. And I've been um, delaying and doing what I need to do in order to be able to make the decision correctly. And that's because I know what decision I probably should make. The problem is I've not prepared myself because I, I was too afraid. I was too scared. But the question is, do I truly believe that? Do I believe that God had this decision and that God would provide all my needs and still not acting according to that? So the idea is that, that Jesus being the author and finisher of our faith, which we read in Hebrews, is the fact that he's going to start you off and you're going to believe, but then as you keep walking through things, he's going to add more and more faith to you as you walk through what he has asked you to do. And what James is saying here is that make sure that you are one who is following through on your faith. Be true to yourself and follow through with that so that way you can know who you're supposed to be. Uh, we have a little bit of time, so I'm going to read. Chapter 2 is actually pretty short, so I'm going to read chapter, uh, James chapter 2. My brothers, don't hold the faith of our glorious Lord Jesus Christ with partiality. For if a man with a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your synagogue, and a poor man in filthy clothing also comes in, and you pay special attention to him who wears the fine clothing and say, sit here in the good place? And you tell the poor man, stand there or sit by my footstool? Haven't you shown partiality among yourself and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brothers, didn't God choose those who are poor in this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Don't the rich oppress you and personally drag you before the courts? Don't they blaspheme the honorable name by which you are called? However, if you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you do well. But if you show partiality, you commit sin, and being convicted by the law is transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles in one point, he has become guilty of all. For he who said, Do not commit adultery, also said, do not commit murder. Now, if you do not commit adultery, but do murder, but do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak, and so do as men who are to be judged by the law of freedom. For judgment is without mercy to him who has shown no mercy, but mercy triumphs over judgment. What good is it? My brothers, if a man says he has faith but has no works, can faith save him? And if a brother or sister is naked and in lack of daily food, and one of you tells him, go in peace, be warmed and filled, 
yet you didn't give them the things the body needs, what good is it? Even so, faith, if it has no works, is dead in itself. Yes, a man will say, you have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one. You do well. The demons also believe and shudder. But do you want to know, vain man, that faith apart from works is dead? Wasn't Abraham our father justified by works, in that he offered up Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith worked with his works, and by works faith was perfected? For the scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him as righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then that by works a man is justified, and not only by faith. In the same way, wasn't Rahab the prostitute also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, even so faith apart from the works is dead. Dear Lord, thank you so much for the reading of the word. Thank you so much for the the, the Bible and the translators and, and the divine inspiration you have given to us through other people's encounter with you. Lord, I pray that we are able to, that I, that I am able to be you with skin on, that I'm able to show other people my faith by my works. In doing so, have it account to me and to them as a righteousness. Have it be able that they can see who you are through my own actions. Lord, I just pray that you just reach into us and you speak to us today and this week and this month and this year and that you show up and show that not only are you real, but that you care. And that if we are able to align ourselves with you, that you can finish the faith that you have started in us, that we can believe who you are, and that can be seen in our actions. Thank you so much. Let us always keep our eyes on you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. For those of you who are listening, I appreciate it. Um, and I enjoy reading the word. If you want to uh, have a particular book of the Bible you would like me to read next, I would love to do that. Um, so just write it in the description or write, write in the comments. And I will try to add that. And we can possibly read that next after we're done with James. Uh, James is actually not a very short book. It's a fairly short book, so we should be able to get through that here uh, quickly. Well, thank you, and you have a great day. God bless.